right, that was my interview with Greg Schwenk, and he is the CEO of the Newport Beach Film Festival. And I am so excited to continue our discussion about the Newport Beach Film Festival by having a Real People OC special where I was able to bring in a local couple who has produced and written and directed a film that is going to be featured in the Newport Beach Film Festival. So I worked really hard to find that local angle for you. I was worried that I was going to have to interview somebody from France or from Italy. Um, I certainly got a lot of requests to do so, but I was so excited because another shout out to my good friend Jane Kennedy, who supports our show in such great ways from uh, the vantage point of the Orange County Business Journal over there. I said, Jane, I need I need a local angle. And she goes, I got it for you. I got it for you. And so I was able to bring into the studio today, Dale and Wendy Peterson. And I want to welcome you. Say hello to everybody here at KUCI. Hello. Thanks hello for having us. <clears throat> I'm so glad you're here. And I want... Um, I want to tell the listeners first that Wendy and Dale Peterson, well, first of all, Dale is a writer and a director, and this is his directorial debut as a feature film, which is going to be, um, which is going to be showing on April 27th, that's Monday night at 7.30 at the Lido Live. And so what's exciting about that is he's going to tell us all about the process of being a writer and a director, and, and then Wendy's going to chime in and tell her how she she got kind of drawn into this whole process. It's a creative process, isn't it? And uh, tell us a little bit about what it's like to work together and to be a local Irvine cu- couple from uh, 20 years. They've been here since 1995. And, um, you know, how you made your way to the Newport Beach Film Festival. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank <coughs> you for having us. So, okay, so Dale, take us back. Now, the movie that you directed and wrote is called Hello, My Name is Frank. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me, I, it's a sweet story, and I want you to tell me what um, a little bit about Hello, My Name is Frank. Um, it's, it's about a man named Frank who has um, severe Tourette syndrome. And because of the, the um, sev- severity of his Tourette syndrome, of the verbal tics and, and um, verbal swearing in public that... Um, he he uh, sequestered himself, and he's become a hermit inside of in his uh, house, and he's had a caretaker most of his life. And at the beginning of the movie, his um, caretaker passes away and and leaves him with with his eighteen year old daughter, with her eighteen year old daughter, and um, kind of through a roundabout way, the daughter feels that she needs to take care of this guy because her mother's has passed, and and. Um, she's dealing with going on this road trip with three of her friends and leaving to go to college and worrying about Frank, who she seems she thinks is despondent. So she kind of through a roundabout way takes him on this road trip and and um, he's in the car with three teenage girls going <laughs> to this destination. And, and he and hasn't been out of the house for a while, right? It, well, not, well not, not a lot. And and dealing with dealing with new things and kind of it's it's a journey of self-discovery for not just him but the girls too really and it's heartwarming or is it at times sad it's i think it's all the above if you laugh and you cry at this film that's my goal is because i think i have both elements in there i I definitely have it's it's a poignant comedy is is the way i would put it a poignant comedy all right well there's so many interesting aspects of this film and how it came about i'd love um i'd love to start with the story because somewhere 
inside your wife said on the phone my husband is incredibly creative and talented and you've got these stories up in your head tell me what that's like and what it's like to bring them out and why direct a film well um i going back to how i started getting into film is that um i i was a fan of music and 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 of film when i was younger and and um the during during the the 90s when the mtv thing was big i i made music videos and um just that that was it was the probably the best medium i could have had at the time because it was i could make money doing it and i could go out and, and explore my creativity and when i when a lot of times when i i didn't know it was a gift at the time but when i hear music i see pictures and so I could easily make music videos. It was it wasn't as big of a struggle for me as it was I would see for some people trying to storyboard and write things and create create something. I could always see these pictures and um, it, that just advanced into it, a music video is is a small movie really you know and, and it's a small story. Too. It's a small story too or a big yeah. story in yeah. a small and amount. and from there I, I I went on to make some documentary films and and kind of as as the whole the whole music video scene changed I I moved into writing more and I would always keep a list of ideas to to work on and um, Frank came out of those ideas Frank Frank sounds like a complex guy so he is. do you He's know anybody like Frank or did you meet somebody that gave you some of these ideas um or I did you just want to feature a I Tourette's didn't person? And, uh, I I think we all know somebody that has Tourette's. Not as severe as Frank, but I think we've all met somebody that has Tourette's. And and but but Frank's a special case. There's there's a form of Tourette's which is called coprolalia. I always get that wrong. I remember that one in my Psychology 101 class. It afflicts less than 10% of the people who have Tourette's. Who have Tourette's? Yeah. And and I was working on this when I started working on this film I, I originally had the idea of a despondent man going on this trip with these this road trip with these girls and kind of um, opening his eyes and uh, but um, the I saw a documentary on a man with that had tr- severe Tourette's syndrome and he was in Europe and 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 the man would it, as as he should have been sheltered you know he he should have he had every reason to, to sequester himself into a house but he pushed himself to go out and then he, he got a job at a church that he cleaned and he cleaned the church you know and he he at the end of the documentary he said he said you know what i have a pretty good life you know even though he he would go into a supermarket and he people were always looking at him because he's swearing and he'd turn around to him and say i'm sorry and it's involuntary yes and yeah. and it's it, it just it was an inspiring story you know and 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 to, to overcome that now when you as a as a storyteller mm-hmm. um are you hoping to achieve something for the people you're telling your stories about when you do this or do you really just set out to tell the story that's spinning around in your head I, but kind of both but i i i really do want to do want to um you know, have have some meaning to it at the end. There's certain things that are in 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 this that are really precious to me. You know, inside the inside the movie that, you know, about um, this this man who's he he he's he's really down. You know, and he could and Frank could be anybody. Frank and and I really haven't said this much before, but Frank could be Frank could be a gay person that mm-hmm. that's put himself into this situation. Frank could be somebody with physical disability who's who doesn't go out of there but um 
and and having that strength to come out and and face your face your challenges in life so fascinating um i love i love that you chose Tourette's because it's such a fascinating you know like you said coprolele it's a fascinating um situation that is so hard to hide Mm. And um, the interactions that he must come across when he meets people must be really, really interesting. Um, so this, you get the story out, but now you're a film director. Mm-hmm. T- take me through that process and what that's like. Well, I when I when I made music videos, the the process wasn't much different of directing that, and because I worked with a lot of actors, and I got my feet wet working with actors in in music videos, um, and. I started learning more about the acting process to to be good at that part of the being a director. Um, also, the um, but the other part of it is that you know shooting stuff and and being a cameraman. I think I'm 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 first of all a cameraman and and, and a director of photography, um, and so I I kind of know how to place the camera at the right place. I think. Right, right. Okay, so there's an interesting story you shared with me about how you brought your wife into this as a producer. And you co-produced this, right, Wendy? That's correct, okay. with my co-producer, Chris Pluchar. Okay, let's hear a little bit about that. Well, you see your husband going down this path. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, let, I'll let Wendy finish this up, but I, when, when we started this movie, we had um, our, our producer, Chris Pluchard, and we had somebody else that was, in, I really thought because of the cast, we were shooting this out of state, that we definitely needed two producers. A hundred percent, we needed two producers. It, there was just so much work. But um, early on in the process, the one of our producers dropped out, got another job, and and dropped out. And we had one producer, and he, we were going to get another producer. And then Wendy started taking a few of the jobs of the of the old producer, <laughs> well, and it slow. just strictly, <laughs> strictly in an effort to reduce costs to keep our uh, budget intact, which mm-hmm. was extremely low. Mm-hmm. I decided to help out because I do have a day job. I have a full time job as a lawyer with a law firm in Irvine, and uh, so I decided to help out with the legal work initially um, in drafting some of the contracts, and then. Soon after that, it began to morph, and then I helped out with location management, which means identifying the locations where we're going to shoot, negotiating with these locations as to what we'll pay in a location fee, how long we'll be there, making arrangements. And then I started getting involved in the casting of the film, which was wonderful. It's a wonderful process. Dale can talk more about that, but basically helping Dale with... um, with the auditions, assessing the auditions and the actors that um, were in the auditions and helping to select the the right person for each role. I think that's what hooked her, though. The casting? Right. Well, I, she liked it. We, we would get from our casting director every mm-hmm. every night we would get a selection of people that they, they have went through and videotaped. And um, I would start watching them, and all of a sudden I'd would feel someone over my shoulder and <laughs> Wendy would be going, oh, she's she's very good. That would be me. <laughs> someone who has absolutely no, um, you know, film studies background. But I do have an appreciation for what I like in films and, and what kind of acting I like. And, and I'm a big fan of people who portray realistic characters, individuals. Right. And, and you're really, you're engaging in a relationship of trust. If you're the writer like you are, Dale, you're entrusting in this person that they're going to bring to life 
in a very full and enriching yeah. way the people you you've written about. Yeah, and that and, and in casting Garrett Brown as the as the lead in this, um, he I I directed him in a movie previous to to this, and um, I was writing Frank at the time, and right when right when we were done directing and, and making that film, I. I was talking with Garrett about this, and he started working on the character. To it, really, he did, and 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 he he would say, you know, I really want a shot at playing this guy. And he went and he got the famed acting coach Larry Moss, who's who oh, has wow. who has yeah he has he has seven Academy Award nominations mm-hmm. under his belt, and Larry Moss read our script and basically took Garrett gratis to. Unbelievable. To, you know, because he, he liked the character also, Larry did. And, and and Larry also said that his only regret is he can't direct this film. He really loved the screenplay. Mm-hmm. And we said, sorry, the directing position's already been taken with the <laughs> yeah. creator. But you but can come to the premiere at exactly. the Newport Beach Film Festival, yeah. Larry Moss, yeah. if you'd I like think he, to. I, you know, I, don't, I think he, he is going to come down. But, but um, yeah, but Garrett had, had really... The work he put into this, and we would, you know, I would go over there, and I, I at one point, probably, uh, maybe even seven, eight months before we started getting into pre-production, I knew he had it. He had the character down. He had the he had the physical ticks and and the verbal ticks down, and I couldn't see anybody else playing this. And later on, when we did get when when the script did go go around all the big agencies, and and we. Um, we're wanting we were wanting other um, actors to play external roles besides the lead role. They would come back and say, "Yeah, he's he's interested in playing Frank." Really? But we had a lot of big actors that wanted to, and it would have made our life really easy as far as fundraising. But it but was, you committed. We to, committed to, to Garrett. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. that's that's not an easy thing to do in the business of movie making. Yeah, I yeah, would imagine Garrett, to have Garrett integrity. nailed this part, and it, w- when you really when you it, when you see him, it's it, um, it's it, he's really did an amazing and job. And it, it really was a role of a lifetime for him. Mm-hmm. And and I just I can't think of anyone else who would have done a better job. He really did a fantastic job. So let's talk. So this is a big deal for you to be um, to have come through the approval process of a film festival like this, isn't it? This is a an important milestone for an independent film like yours. Yes, it is, and and we're we're really thrilled. This was kind of our plan at the beginning: is that we would we hoped that um, that at the end of the day, the Newport Beach Film Festival, when we could premiere our film, which is premiering on Monday at at, at seven o'clock. Um, seven thirty. Okay, that's right. At Lido Live, my producer will get Your that. Your producer's right. got those um, facts yeah. straight. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> um, we were really hoping that we were going to land down here, and and you know, it it happened, and and, and we were we were just thrilled. We we're, were thrilled to be premiering down here, and just couldn't be happier. This is a this is a top notch festival in 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 L A. or in the country right now, and that is so amazing and it shocking. Really I mean, is. it and was just, like wow, Newport Beach is on the map. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We've been in previous festivals with with our last film, and um, by far and away, this festival you know tr- has treated us like you know royalty. Really, yeah, they're they're really in that top tier now. It's not even a second tier. They're in that top tier. They're in that festival. top yeah. tier. Wow. Kudos to Greg Schwenk. He gave a great interview. Yeah, I was really impressed. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So, 
there's another layer to this, which I love because you you made this a family business. Now you're you're debuting it locally, so you're going to have a lot of local support. Mm-hmm. But there was a way you were able to bring your daughter into this, which I love the connection because KUCI is a music radio station first and foremost. Uh, tell us about that connection. Well, she actually she's I think they've done an interview here, haven't they? They they've have. Done, they've played. With their they, I think they played live on the air once. They they're Yellow Red Sparks. They're a local Orange County band. And um, this is the second film I've used some of their music in. But if you go listen to them, they make cinematic folk. And that's what they call it. And they called it before I started putting it into movies. But um, my editor, every time we would come to a place where, let's go look for music, let's go look for music, we'd go back and find another Yellow Red Spark song that did it really fit in. It fit our film. The the music just, it, it really fit. Although we do have a lot of, we have Parliament Funkadelic in there. We have all sorts of different, because that's, that's my background is music, but we, but you know, Yellow Red Sparks is just sweet music. It's sweet folk music. Mm. And our daughter plays stand-up bass for Yellow Red Sparks and sings backup vocals, and she plays keyboard and banjo and a little bit of harmonica as well oh, wow. for the band. Now, your daughter is Sarah Lynn, right? Yes. How many members are in the band? Three. There, there were three. Um, there's two right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a duo now. But um, the lead singer is Josh Hansen, who is an extremely talented writer. He actually won a songwriting competition for Billboard magazine, um, an international competition, and beat out 20,000 other songwriters for the top awards. So Impressive. He, he's really amazing. And Sarah and he together are, are a terrific group. They and both grew up in Irvine. And went through the whole Irvine public school system. Wow. And in fact, this Sunday, um, they are playing for the Irvine Public Schools Foundation at their fundraiser at the Hotel Irvine at um, 1 p.m. That's probably a pretty cool full circle moment for them, right? Okay, so are they part of a soundtrack? Are you marketing a soundtrack? Or is that a big part of a movie to put together a soundtrack? It is for me, but we're not marketing the soundtrack yet, but they are part of the soundtrack. They're they're a big part of it. I think I use four songs of theirs. Five. Oh, very Five, cool. yeah. If you buy their She's last album. <laughs> There's music through the whole movie. so Their last album is pretty much the soundtrack for our film. We do have another artist um, named, named Angel Olsen, who is um, an extremely popular, talented indie artist based Box out 13. of uh, North Carolina. And then another, um, would you call them punk band, Mog Stunt Team, uh, out of Detroit. You're asking the wrong gal because I am a <laughs> public affairs. <laughs> I probably know the least about music here at KUCI than anybody. Well, so um, take me to the locations. I think this is such an interesting part. And why is location is like another member of your cast, really. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Talk to me about locations. Well, we we, sh- we shot this film entirely in, in Washington State. And it had nothing to do with, with um, a, a financial um, incentive to go up there. It it was um, my sister-in-law lives up there and in eastern Washington, and it's a place you probably wouldn't even go. That it's it's right at the Columbia River, and eastern Washington in the summer looks like Tuscany, and and it's the only way to describe it. It, it the, the hills are rolling, and the way the light hits the mountains, it, you have these sh- these shadows, and it was just beautiful. And I w- we went up there for a graduation. For my nephew's graduation, um, and I saw this—I I saw this scenery up there, and I was writing Frank at the time, and I—I I was saying, 
this is where Frank is going to, I think, and uh, this is his destination. And, and I kept thinking the feasibility of bringing a 45-person crew up to Washington and shooting, you know, but... but they we, all camped out at Sister's house? <laughs> no, we, we, it was a big production. We were, the, we were the circus that came to town for sure, you know. Like, and but on the other hand, we had cost savings because we didn't have any permitting fees. For example, Long Beach, if you film in Long Beach, it's a $500 a day permit fee to oh. just shoot in Long Beach. And Washington doesn't require that. Well, not in these cities where we, where we shot. And then, you know, in Long Beach, you would also need to shut down streets and get permits for that and hire uh, police officers for your shoot at the rate of $75 per officer per day so or per hour excuse me and so so if you balance that against what we were able to get in Washington and the cooperation of the lovely people in eastern Washington and, and some of the prices there for lodging and food were lower as well it it pretty much balanced out, and we were able to um, to fit, to shoot on time and on budget. Interesting. So before I go on to that topic, because I'm interested about funding, um, tell me where Frank actually was sequestered, and where did he actually start his road trip? Is it was it in Washington? No, it he in didn't the, have to rewrite in, the movie to make no, that. No, because it, through the through the magic of of cinema, he starts his road trip in in California and goes through Oregon up to Washington. But literally, we did shoot the whole thing up in Washington. <laughs> you did. You okay. <laughs> How many days did it take for you to shoot the film? Um, it was almost six weeks. Oh goodness! In so. the desert, and and it's high desert, and we had it, and a lot of the middle part of the movie is a road trip, and we were out there in hundred degree heat on the back, you oh. know, filming in the car with. It was it, the air conditioner didn't work very well in the car yeah. either. So. <laughs> and as the creative producer of this, you couldn't have affected it like a, a cooler climate to film it, yeah, or you just kind of went. You know, with I like that. I probably could have picked a different month, but I. <laughs> It's beautiful up there, and the scenery. I I, I wouldn't change a thing. You and know. you say it's high desert up there. Huh? It is. It's all. It's it's kind of like you know going out to Barstow or going out to yeah like oh, that, that okay. type of thing. You know, it's it's. But I think definitely a little more scenic because the the mountains and stuff at so. the backdrop of the yeah. mountains. All right. So this is an independent film. You are an independent filmmaker. Um, can we talk a little bit about what it would be like to produce your own film from a cost standpoint and how how do you fund an endeavor like this because nobody's giving you money to make a film right well, well you just kind of have an idea and you make it happen luckily we had it we we had people who believed in us you know that they, they, they believed in our our vision and i had made two two um b- besides all the music videos i had made two short films previous to this or not one was 35 minutes which isn't really a short but um it and through those two films we we did generate enough people to believe in us to 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 go this next this next step and and so of course um as a lawyer i'm not just comfortable accepting people's money without documentation (laughs) and so um we made sure we did it right and so we did a formal private placement friends and family offering okay and through the support of our wonderful friends our investors we were able to uh, raise enough money to fund our budget and um, so uh, but again it was an extremely low budget compared to what most films require for a feature-length film 
Um, and are they coming in as investors hoping that the film will earn money and they will be... That's correct. Absolutely. Their money will come back to them and then some? Yes. And is that a likely scenario for this film? It is for our film. It is. Be, it better be gosh darn <laughs> yeah, it. Um, yeah. Well, well they, they believe in me well, as a business person too, I oh, think. Oh, very good. Well, <laughs> and, and our business plan is that we, we, sh- we shot the film for a very low budget and so... Um, we are seeking distribution, which means that we will end up, um, we're, we're doing the festival circuit to basically debut our film and have, you know, generate audience, great reception to our film. And then the idea is we would then um, get into contact with one or more distributors who would then take our films to the various places where the films could be shown. So a theatrical release would be wonderful and ideal, but there are also these days other mediums, which are um, what we call VOD, video on demand, cable, um, airlines, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, right. Okay, very cool. Well, one of the things that I really appreciated about the Newport Beach Film Festival was that they were offering on the weekend a free panel series for people that wanted to learn about filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dale, you're participating in that, aren't you? They, they invited me to, yeah, to be on the panel on um, Sunday, right? Sunday I'm at, at 145. At that's going to be at Island Cinemas. Yeah. You're going to be part of a director's panel. Right. We are drying down on our time, but um, really quickly before we go, so what's your hope in terms of this film playing when the festival is gone? And do you hope to have it in local theaters so other people can come and see it? Well, our next step is our debut in L.A. Okay. And um, we will be pre- we will be uh, premiering at a very large festival in L.A. Um, and then after that, we will be premiering at the Independent Filmmakers Showcase Festival, which is a wonderful festival in Beverly Hills. And we were actually very happy the other day to be notified that we were one of six selected uh, to be nominated for Best Picture. Oh, and wow. So the film's already right, getting awards. And one of our actresses, Haley o- K- Kiyoko, has actually won Best Supporting Actress, and our editors won for, for Best Editor fascinating story. I'm so happy I found a local angle to the Newport Beach Film Festival and I'm really gracious and glad for your gracious you know, time to come into the studio and talk about what it's like to be an independent filmmaker for our audience. Oh, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you, yeah, for doing this. Thank you. And um, up next is uh, Matt Kaplan. He brings to you Counterspin Radio. And then after that is... Um, is Planetary Radio, and Matt also brings that to you, too. So stay tuned uh, for more KUCI.